0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Hack to Start, a podcast that focuses on amazing people who have an interesting story or perspective to share, and their insights on how they got to the level of success
1: they have today. Thanks for joining Tyler and I for another episode. This is episode 117, and today we'll be chatting with Jeremy Goldberg, a product designer at Facebook working on building business, platforms, and AI on Messenger. Jeremy's had a passion for and
0: interest in design from an early age. He was part of a touring band as a teen and would often put his skills to use for designing things like merch, posters, and other things the band needed. Following his time as a performer, Jeremy started to team up with product-minded entrepreneurs around his hometown in Arizona.
1: He launched a few side projects of his own before he ended up working at Google on their search product for iOS. Today, Jeremy is part of the team at Facebook Messenger, where he spends a lot of his time thinking about how people and businesses want to use Messenger to have conversations and get things done. We're super excited to share this episode with you. However, there was a few brief moments when Skype and our
0: internet connection got a little messed up while we were recording. We did our best to even out all the choppy audio parts, but hope that you'll bear through it and just check out this awesome episode anyway. Jeremy joins us to share his story, how he got into design and later tech startups, what it was like launching some of his own projects and the biggest lessons he learned through that experience, what it was like applying to Facebook, what it's currently like working on the Messenger team how he thinks about bots, AI, and businesses in the context of messaging, and much more.
1: So once again, we'd like to welcome you to the show. Feel free to tweet us at hack start drop us an email at hey at hack or share your feedback right on iTunes with a review, good or bad, we'd love to hear from you. So let's get started.
0: Hey, Jeremy. Thanks so much for being on the show today.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks.
0: Yeah, we're super excited to have you on and learn more about the amazing things that, uh, that you're up to and working on uh, at Messenger. Uh, definitely one of my probably top three most used apps every day.
2: <laughs> awesome.
0: But before we dive into that, I guess, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Like, where are you from and, and what did you study?
2: Yeah. Well, thanks again for having me on. I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I, uh, I went to Arizona State University where I studied uh, graphic information technology and uh, the major was mostly focused on print, but it was, um, it was kind of, I guess, one of three moments in my career that were, were meaningful in terms of you know, getting to where I, where I am now and working with a lot of the great people that I, that I work with at Facebook. And so it kind of really started for me as a designer when I was very young and uh, I was in elementary school. And Apple actually had this great education program and was supplying computers and software for the, uh, the elementary school that I was going to and the middle school that I went to. And that was my, like, my first exposure to uh, this creativity that I could have on, on computers. Um, and so I became acquainted with the iLife suite of software that they had, which was probably like version 1 or 2.0 of that software. And I started making movies and, and posters and like, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I would come home after school, and my mom would um, set me up on Photoshop and teach me how to use that. She was a she was a photographer, so I kind of just played around and experimented, and it would just opened this this world, you know, all of these possibilities. So that was the the first moment that I think I started to gravitate towards a more creative profession, and and it was just it was awesome. I had a lot of fun, and I think a lot of designers can remember, recall moments when they first started where they're up till like two in the morning or three in the morning, just jamming and having fun. And that was really what it was like for me, especially in the early days. And I was also a musician. I was in a touring band for about a decade, starting when I was about 12 or 13. No and uh, yeah, we uh, we started playing in, in Europe when I was about 15 years old. Did that for a while. And that was also another outlet for creativity. And just kind of changed my worldview and my perspective of how I approach things and how you run a business and how you build relationships with the people in your band, which is very similar to how you build relationships on on product teams. And I was also designing uh, for the band. It was a lot cheaper and uh, I could, you know, build our websites and our, our merchandise and any press materials that we needed. That was probably like the next big moment in my career towards design and just had like a wild ride doing that lots of really cool stories and moments to, you know, moments to had. And then that led me into college and that was the next big moment. And that moment came really as a forcing function because I went to a very small, a small school within ASU and it was a forcing function to be proactive about building relationships with people and, you know, learning about what others were working on. And I started to develop a few relationships and friendships and started to build um, products with people and get experiences on my own. And just wear a bunch of different hats and try stuff, make stuff, and, and get that similar, that similar vibe I had when I was working till two or three in the morning, just learning, learning new tools for the first time, but in a different context. So those are the three moments for me as a designer that really helped shape, shape the beginning of my career.
0: That's really cool. And what, what instrument did you play with, with the band? Like- <laughs>
2: uh, I was the lead singer and uh, rhythm guitar player.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, kind of coming back to, 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 you know, making stuff, you actually ended up launching your first startup in 2013 called Whistle. So can you tell us right. a little bit more about what motivated you to start this you know particular product?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I had gone to Los Angeles with a friend uh, just over a weekend to have some fun. you know, on the way back from our trip, we were coming back into Arizona and we had just spent a bunch of money getting there and on food and other things while we were there. And so we were looking for um, we were looking for restaurants that had happy hours or deals or something that would be more affordable on our way home. And my buddy, uh, my buddy Perry, was really connected uh, within the community around food and coffee, and he always kind of knew that that great place to go. He didn't really have something top of mind that night and so we both reached for our phones and we went to the typical apps like at the time like Groupon and Living Social and others and there was just tons of friction in order to find a place that would get us a good deal at a restaurant and they often require you to sign up or log in and to often buy these deals in advance so if we happen to change our mind or go a different route like we have to like use that thing another time and all this friction all these layers just to to get this information and so we were like, man, this could be a lot easier. This could be a lot more simple. And so we started Whistle. The premise was that we would work with restaurants to organize their, their content and the, and the deals that they had and um, put that in this, in this app. And you would open Whistle and you would just instantly see all the things around you without any friction. So you can open it, and depending on where you were, it would show you nearby restaurants and all the things that they had going on that were special. Uh, and it was it was a really great experience, and people really loved it. And so it's something I, I was very proud of, and I think that all of us were very proud of. And we got to build a lot of relationships within the community and host events and um, work with you know different restaurant owners and chefs, see, see this impact that we were having, people being able to go out um, and find a great restaurant and make a, a connection with that restaurant, but also in a way that was a little bit more affordable
0: yeah for sure that's super cool and, and definitely something that you know i think a lot of people were looking for at that time you know that kind of right. app that kind of so that's really cool to to hear that you know you guys had that similar experience and were able to kind of execute on on building something so around that same time you were also a product designer for an app called peak so can you tell us more about that project and how you also got involved in that
2: yeah, so that's another another project that had similar beginnings and was formed around a relationship I had built with a buddy. His name is Jordan Singer, and he was another person in Arizona. And Arizona is a small community, so there, at the time especially, there weren't a lot of people exploring startups and new ideas and executing on them. So you had to, had to seek that out a little bit more. But I found this, this great guy, Jordan. Uh, he was hungry and he was motivated and we aligned on a lot of the same things and resonated with the same things. So we were just constantly trying to build new ideas all the time. Uh, we would just ship stuff in like two days, like just have an idea, ship it like a couple days later or set like a week timeline or something just to get something out there and experiment and try stuff. And one of the things that we tried was an app called Peak and it was I think it was originally called Skim. And uh, we renamed it to Peak. And yeah, it was a, it was a messaging app uh, with roots in ephemerality, which was also at the time pretty popular. And we put it out there, and, and it was also an opportunity for me to work with some really talented engineers that I had been wanting to work with. And so there was about four or five of us working on this project, sort of nights and weekends, and it um, was a great learning experience and something that, that, again, I was I was also very proud of to work on. I think, had we taken it a little bit further, my vision for it would have been to, to build a messaging API that other apps and other services could use because we built this really robust, powerful API. Um, and that was probably the, the gem from the project. And sometimes that happens. You build, a, you build a product or a consumer experience that you think is one thing, but sometimes you pull out something different, but didn't continue working on that and uh, ended up joining Google shortly after.
0: It's a really cool point that, that you just made. I really like the fact that, you know, Sometimes it's okay to work on a project, but as long as you realize what the gem is, I haven't heard it explained quite like that before, and it just made a lot of sense. So yeah. I like that you brought that up. So kind of transitioning <laughs> towards towards Google, as you mentioned, you actually ended up joining the team there, working on a bunch of things, including iOS search. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about how that opportunity came about? Like, What was the interview process right. like? Um, and what were some yeah. of the biggest lessons that you drew from, from that experience?
2: Google's a great company, and I ended up working at Google... I met someone, um, his name was Noah Levin. He's a great designer and I met him at a conference called ValueCon. This is again, kind of towards the end of college. And, um, I was looking for, for new opportunities and ways to, to kind of get more integrated into the, into the design community. Um, so I went to this conference, I met a bunch of rad people there. It's, It's one of my favorite conferences to go to. Actually, I met Noah and he kept in touch with me and followed up and invited me to apply at Google. And, um, I was, you know, at the time I was still living in Arizona and I thought, what the hell, you know, I'll give it a shot. And um, I applied there and I ended up joining a couple months later and joined Noah on his team uh, working on the Google search app for iOS. And uh, the Google search app for iOS was, was already such an amazing product and something that I was already using. And it was really awesome to see what the team had done with it and where it was going. And when I joined, we were just beginning to think about where we were going to take it next. And so that was a really exciting process and spent about a year working on the next vision for that product, which was focused more in assistive tools and being able to to use search to multitask and all kinds of new patterns that we were also adopting and uh, ideating on on material design. Uh, So it was just an exciting time to be on that team. And we launched the product a year later and it was awesome. It was a really fun experience.
1: That's awesome I love how just going to a conference and networking can just lead you to Google or leading me to work on like an awesome application like iOS uh, search for Google
2: yeah I, I mean I highly recommend anyone any designer at whatever stage to just get involved in the community and go and go to these these conferences or meetups or whatever it is in however informal or formal it is just to meet others and learn from each other and go in with like a very open mind and uh, a beginner's mind and just experience something, something different. And Twitter is also a great, a great resource for that as well. And something that's been instrumental in, in developing new relationships. And I just, I just can't recommend doing things like that enough. It's been huge in my career and I definitely wouldn't be in the same place with, without that approach.
1: Yeah, so true. I haven't made it out to any of like the, the design conference in the U S but I know just like a simple meetup for, on my end was I was able to land a job in Toronto and like move my entire life from Ottawa to Toronto. So I can definitely resonate uh, with the experience that you've had uh, on just simply going to a meetup or going to a conference. But after Google, you transitioned, and now you're currently a product designer with Facebook, working on a ton of really cool stuff, specifically the Messenger platform. But before we dive into that, can you tell us a bit more about how you got the opportunity to work at Facebook and and what drew you to the Messenger application?
2: Yes, the first moment I had about, I think it was a uh, subconscious. I remember seeing a uh, marketing ad while I was at Google and we came in one morning and we saw this marketing ad that the messenger team had put out. And I think it was called say, love you better or say anything better, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And it was this beautiful, emotional ad about two people, you know, sharing, being expressive and sharing with each other in this really amazing way. And uh, I remember seeing that, that ad, that ad spot and just being so inspired and um, really, really feeling like the team that, that works on that product really cares about that product uh, and has a vision for it. And uh, that was the first moment, I think. And then um, my buddy, Christophe Tosier, uh, invited me to uh, come check out the campus. He's a, he's a close friend of mine. And I checked it out. And, and shortly after, he encouraged me to uh, to apply at Facebook. And when I did, through the recruiting process and the, and the hiring process, I just Completely fell in love with the culture and the energy on on the campus and a lot of the products and opportunities that Facebook had and so it was an instant yes and I and I joined about a week after my interview which was which was really great and um, got got going in early January of 2015 and joined the, I joined the Messenger team right off the bat so I've been on the Messenger team for. Coming up on
1: two years oh that 's amazing, like so much has, so much has happened with Messenger over the span of just two years and and just to touch on some of the things you 're currently working on on messenger is is building business platform and AI just directly into the the messaging component. So can you tell us a right. bit more about each of those elements and why they're so important uh, to messenger
2: right, so a lot of what we do in this space on messenger derives from the the communication that people already have, and a long time ago. It was very common for people to communicate directly with a business in person or over the phone, oftentimes with the owner, right? You'd go to a local store and you'd talk to a business. And this shift towards mobile, we've kind of lost that a bit along the way. But on the other hand, we've started to build messaging ecosystems that are incredibly expressive and rich um, and we do that with people that we care about with our friends our family and we we see this opportunity to bring businesses into messenger and to create really meaningful relationships with them because there's so much to offer and businesses have they have a voice and they have something to say and they have they have a ton of great content and we interact with businesses in all kinds of ways all the time we're really excited about this opportunity, and it's something I care a lot about. And so just having the opportunity to work on that for the last almost two years has, has been incredible and exciting. And I've been fortunate enough to to work on really amazing projects with a group of incredibly talented people. Um, so I'm just, when I go into work every day, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunities and really grateful you know, that I get to work with such great people. And it's, it's just awesome. And uh, you know, having the opportunity to work on projects that, at first i didn't think i'd be working on in messenger products like our digital assistant m products that bring you know platform capabilities in the messenger so that developers can start to build stuff and within that there's this ai space which is really fascinating uh so that's that's kind of in a way like a summary of like all the things that that are possible uh in messenger with businesses and and platform and the ai component of this
1: so how do you approach being a product designer, working on so many cool features within Messenger? And just like, what's your day-to-day role like within the company?
2: There's a lot of, a lot of understanding to do. Uh, there's a lot of understanding of how people already use the product and how we can leverage certain situations or, or a certain contexts to, to make those experiences better with, with businesses and with services. And we have a really talented research team and a really talented content strategy team that helps us communicate better. And we have this great process at Facebook that is basically three things. It's first to understand, then to identify, and then to go out and execute on that thing. When you then execute, you put it out in the world, and you kind of start over in that process and continue to iterate. And this is a process that I think is just incredible and has really helped me in my career as a designer take certain approaches towards designing, designing solutions. Um, and so I spent a lot of time understanding and identifying problems before I go off and even get in tools like Sketch or, or Illustrator, you know, tools like that. So that's a high-level approach to how, how we solve things and at Facebook and especially on Messenger. And that really came into play on products like M. So M is, is a digital assistant in Messenger. It's human-powered AI, human-trained AI. Uh, so it means that there are, there's a combination of real people and AI and the two learn from each other and that allows us to handle a lot of really complex tasks and start to, to automate that more and more over time. It's a really interesting approach to uh, machine learning. That's a product that we, uh, that we have in, the, in Messenger that allows people to do just really extraordinary things with very little friction and to do them in a way that is very similar to how you have a conversation with a friend or a family member. So you can just ask M to plan your day or to buy a gift for someone, send off a message, and then have that thing actually get done for you. And so it's a really, it was a really exciting project to work on. And uh, we approached that problem using that process that I talked about, understand, identify, execute. And before we, we jumped in, we really, really important that we understand the space, understand how we can, how we could set expectations with people with what this assistant is, and how it communicates and how its um, brand identity is represented. And all of these things we found were really important in how people perceived it, how they talked to it. And then we were able to identify where we can be most impactful when we started to understand all of these things. And so that allowed us to then kind of synthesize this process into, okay, we can have impact here, here and here, let's avoid these things. And then that really informed us, it was a really great way to inform us how to approach solving those problems. And we were able to move very, very quickly because of that. Man, I mean, like we did it so quickly, um, but shipped a really high quality product, and um, it was a very exciting time. And you know, I'm I'm really excited for how the the product continues to evolve. So that's that's an example of of an approach that is very top of mind for me when I when I come into work every day.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And so you you know you spoke a lot, a little bit about like messaging and AI and bots, and and obviously. Those are all huge trends right now and I think, you know, are only going to continue to dominate in the, in the coming months and and years. So how does your role at at Messenger kind of contribute to pulling these three things together? I I think you touched on it a little bit there, but like, how do you think about, you know, messaging bots and AI all fitting together?
2: Yeah, good question. Well, I think we're, at the end of the day, we're trying to solve real problems for real people. There are a lot of high friction moments in our day that don't need to be, and, um, through conversation and through simpler, more natural interactions, I think that we can start to solve a lot of those problems. We can do it all within the context of of messaging where a lot of people spend a lot of their time and messaging is certainly one you know one of the most popular ecosystems or products for people to be spending their time in lately and so it depends on how you approach it right and what what teams you're on I think within the company, but the the space that we're working on is very collaborative and so it's not up to just one person or one product designer to solve a lot of these problems. It's, it's a, it a responsibility for everyone on the team. And I really love how collaborative our team is. And we have lots of design reviews and critiques with not only design, but with a lot of our cross-functional partners. And so that's really important. People like product managers and engineering managers and engineers and uh, research and content strategy and data that's how I like how I start to play a role into all of this is to is to be another person in this larger team that is responsible for this outcome that we all want, and I have a certain skill set and a tool set that I can bring to the table and when all of us do that together then we we arrive at this outcome and that's what I love about working on on messenger and at Facebook is that you you get to work with really strong people uh, who are all equally as passionate about doing the same thing and having impact in the world yeah, and just like I said earlier. Very grateful and very excited about this space. There's a, there's a lot to it. It's just going to get better and better. And I, I think you know I've been I've been thinking a lot more about this space lately. And I've started to arrive at a framing for for how I think about where we're going and uh, how we how we sort of approach this problem of bringing bots into messaging apps and bringing AI into messaging apps. And when I think about it, uh, I think about how we communicate just between people and the way in which we communicate is basically summed up in, into two buckets. It's summed up into verbal and nonverbal communication. So verbal communication is represented by your voice and it's what you say and the words you use and your tone and your pacing and your framing. And then your nonverbal communication is represented by your actions. And that's what you do and, and how you do it. And over time, we've been within the digital space, we've been uh, in this very action-oriented end of this spectrum. And we've been using things like apps and, and very utility-driven software. All of this software is, is very much based on actions and UI and graphical user interfaces and, and things that help you get stuff done, like a tool. And that's all great, and it's really efficient and powerful, but a lot of these things are often overly complex, especially for like how limited are the number of use cases that we're starting to use on a, on a day-to-day. We kind of use like five or six, seven, seven apps a day. And on the other hand, you have... Messaging ecosystems, which are very conversational in nature and they're very voice centric and uh, we we speak to each other in these in these platforms and so it's only natural I think that bots and a lot of these uh, conversational paradigms start in a more voice centric way so when you when you interact with a business on messenger it's very voice heavy it's very like it's textual it's conversational it's really I think it's really important to kind of understand that that spectrum and where where you would plot current software experiences. And what I think is that over time, we're going to start to come somewhere in the middle between voice and actions. And I think as bots become more powerful and more developed, especially since it's early days, we're going to start to see spectrum move more towards the middle, where you can still have a conversation with a bot and talk to a bot and, and that that business or that service has an opportunity to represent their their voice. But they're also going to be able to do really powerful things and 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 present Rich interfaces and actions and buttons. And this is something that we're already doing with our platform. And I think it's just going to go more and more in that direction until we land in this very happy medium place. And so I've been thinking about, about that a lot and um, how I can have impact in that space and what I can do as a designer to bring more and more tools onto our platform so that developers can build more rich experiences. And so I'm pretty excited about about where we're going and how we can continue to evolve this platform in a way that empowers developers and businesses to create really amazing things, as well as help consumers start to accomplish things and do things a lot more simply. So it's really exciting. And like I said earlier, it's a very much a, a team effort. And just going in with a, a positive attitude and like a
0: really collaborative attitude, I think, is
2: the thing that, I, that I've taken away the most uh, on my time on Messenger.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. It sounds so exciting. I can't wait to see, you know, all the cool things that, uh, that are to come in, in the future months and years for you guys and, and the team. So earlier on in the episode, you know, you talked about some of the early moments that really started to shape your career as a designer and, and eventually as mm-hmm. a product designer. I guess throughout your career, what have been some of the more memorable milestones so far, either at Facebook, on Messenger or just, you know, outside of that?
2: Product launches are always memorable moments for me. So launching M was a really memorable moment, and they're they're often very emotional moments because you spend a lot of time with a core group of people. Uh, You spend a lot of time working really hard on something, and uh, the the moment you launch it is is that moment when you get to share that work with the world and um, see how it makes a difference. I always think about those moments because they're just representations of of a lot of thinking and a lot of work. And at each one of those moments, it's always a, a point that I can reflect on what I've done and and what I've learned, and then carry that learning and those experiences into the next thing and start to think about what, what I did well and how I can be better uh, and what I might change. And it's also a time to continue to work on that on that product and continue to spend time there, but there's also just a reality that you often start to work on other things as well. And so it, those are moments of new beginnings as well to conquer the next challenge. And so that's also a really exciting time because there's a little bit, sometimes there's a little uncertainty of like what you're going to do next. And so, yeah, those are those are memorable moments for me. The, the, the Google search app is another one. And the bots platform that we released a couple months ago at F8 is another one as well. And in between are also just a lot of great moments where you get to learn from others and and receive mentorship from from people that are doing really great things and opportunities like this as well where you get to meet new people and talk about stuff, uh, learn from each other. So yeah, those are those are some memorable moments that come to mind.
1: That's awesome. Do you have any plans on uh, kickstarting the band again?
2: <laughs> um, no plans, but I do I do play uh, I do play my guitar in my apartment every now and then not too late because I don't want to <laughs> piss off my neighbors, but no plans. Although my brother, he, my brother was in the band and, and he still plays out and gigs out every now and then. It was really cool to see. And, and I still get to watch uh, one of the other band members every now and then when I go into Arizona, while I miss those days, they're, they're probably not in my, in my future, but I have a lot of really, really great uh, memories and, and experiences from, from that time in my life. And you know, I'm I'm lucky, and I, I get to carry a lot of that through in my work. I think that culture and those um, those moments really shaped have shaped who I am, and and actually how I how I approach product. So no, uh, nothing in the future, but just grateful for uh, for those
1: experiences. Yeah, that's awesome. I I honestly love your story from like start to finish. Like, it's so cool to you know to have the opportunity to be in a band and like you're saying, learn learn those experience of interacting with others and, and the business components and the graphic designs for like the websites and the merch. And it's what truly led you to to joining Google and then now what you're working on on at Facebook. But uh, if we shift gears a little bit, what are some of the most like recent apps that you've downloaded or used lately?
2: Ooh, good question. I've been experimenting with a lot of a lot of bots lately, and there's some really there's some really interesting ones. There's a there's a really cool bot that is it's called icon eight. And uh, it's really, really simple. You just send the photo from your camera roll to the bot, and then like a couple seconds later, it sends you a photo that has a really, really cool filter on it. Really like fascinating filters that kind of it's sometimes a little psychedelic or or just kind of out there. Produces really great results, so that's a fun, a fun one to, to play around with and really entertaining. And I, um, I've been using a lot of a lot of media and news bots on our platform to get daily digests of things that are going on in our world and in the design community. And so I get to you know experience that on Messenger and and play with some of those things. So it's uh, not so much about down- I haven't been really downloading apps so much lately, but I'm just trying to dive into. What developers and businesses are are building on our platform and experiencing something very different.
1: That's awesome. So, do you have any recommendation on just great content that you've come across lately, like either a book, blog post, or videos?
2: Ooh, good question. I mean, I used I use Twitter as kind of my personal newspaper, and I find stuff on there all the time. But um, as far as like resources or or posts, nothing comes to mind right off the bat. The Great Discontent is pretty cool to read about different people and their stories. It's also a beautiful, a beautiful site. Uh, so I enjoy that one. But yeah, tw- Twitter is really my main, my main go-to. And I think I just, I like following different people and seeing what they're up to and what they're talking about and what they're sharing. And it kind of gives the best of both worlds of, of seeing different types of content from just what's in someone's head at the moment to something that they share that can can often be like really powerful and the same is true as well for like Facebook groups. It's lots of really cool groups out there in design, um, and Slack calls and other things that are, that are awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we could probably keep chatting for, for a long time, but I know you got (laughs) stuff to get to. So maybe just as a, as a wrap up, you know, do you have any last thoughts or personal models that you like to live by or try to embody? Uh, and, and you think other people should know about
2: lately? I've been thinking a lot about, about attitude and, um, There's a lot of things in life and at work and in relationships that are often just completely out of your control. And sometimes things are really great and other times there's some low points. Um, But at the end of the day, the thing that you can control most is your attitude. And that is often what gets you through tough moments and um, lifts you up even more and elevates you in really great moments. So having a good attitude and an open approach to things has been really top of mind for me and uh something i've been thinking about a lot that's kind of my uh my final thoughts and yeah it's uh it's been good so hopefully that's helpful to someone but yeah thinking about attitude a lot
0: yeah that's awesome no i think it's very reflective of a lot of the stuff we talked about today so i'm glad uh, i'm glad you chose to just kind of cap it off with that uh jeremy thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today tyler and i really appreciate it and, and loved having you on the show
2: Thank you guys so much. This was awesome. Really appreciate it.
0: Well, that's another episode
1: of Hack to Start. Thanks for listening. And we hope to have you join us again soon. Remember to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and on the web at hacktostart.com. We honestly couldn't do it without your awesome support. So please leave us a review on iTunes. Until next week, and we hope you enjoy the show.